What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Dusty Dimes. For anyone who doesn't know who the fuck that was, that was Kate Smith. And uh, for the Flyers to take her statue down, boy, you didn't even make fucking playoffs, and yet you're taking down Kate Smith? Boy, yeah. oh my God, the brownie points for you boys went down to negative six. Absolutely. Holy fuck. I guarantee you every single person in as a Philadelphia fan that saw it, Kate Smith got taken down is absolute bullshit. I'm sorry if that was a fucking 180 years ago that she made some racial remarks, but look at back in that time, what was going on? That was like Hitler era. You know what dude, I mean? Like, Dude, and I tell you, and you know, I've been reading up on this stuff and I saw that it was performed the same song. That she sang that everybody's having a big deal with was performed by a black civil rights legend, Paul Robinson. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. And yet, Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Welcome to Philadelphia where nothing makes sense. Nothing. Like, uh, yeah, uh, like what? Who found that? Like, who really went out of their way to look up? lyrics from how long ago to be that fucking petty be like oh you know what fuck kate smith let's just take her fucking statue down bro like that's been up for since i was not even born no so, it, yeah it was it was before our time yeah and you t- <laughs> oh man this generation i'm, I'm 37 sucks ass. You know what I mean? i'm 37 it was before my time I, i'm over it i'm literally fucking over it you know what can we change the subject can we talk about like san jose right now oh, or something? dude i tell you last night like i told you like I really hope they were going to fucking win for Landon's sake, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah. man, when they, went, when they went down 3-0, I'm like, fuck. But I mm-hmm. you know, I said fuck, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, dude, it's a worse lead in hockey. Bro, but think about it. But um, I think it was either uh, Joe Pavelski said he was like, Big Joe even said, like, hey, boys, like, one at a time. They got their first one. And oh. right away, he's like, they, they felt it. They knew something was coming because they had so much momentum. Like, even an OT mm-hmm. man. Shots were even in overtime, but the play was not. Like, no. San Jose was literally flying on shit. Like, they were all over fucking Vegas since the period throughout the rest of the game. But my question is, right, that penalty to give them a five-minute major, the only mm-hmm. reason why they got that five-minute major was, I hate to say it, he kind of sold it in my eyes. Just a oh, little yeah. bit. Just oh, a little okay. bit. But Listen, listen dude, if you're, gonna, if you're in the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs, you're going to sell shit. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. I think that San Jose, I don't want to say this right now, but they're going to probably go conference finals just the yep. way that their Mo is going. Jones is looking good in that. Like, they have a healthy team with them. 
their top guys are there. Eric Carlson played basically the entire game last night, and he didn't mm-hmm. even look that tired. Like, I don't know, man. They, they're dangerous. They look they, way they too dangerous. They literally are. And I tell you, they have, they have the top two defensemen in the league. At least, in, yeah. In, in my eyes. Are you saying Bernsey and Carlson? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I, I can see that. Off, offensive, offensive defensemen. Now – my question, though, for Vegas is, like, how how do you go into next season knowing that that just happened? Going up a 3-0 lead, you got comfortable. I, where do you go from that? Do you make trades? Do you try to – I don't know, even as a coaching standpoint, where to begin to, like, critique them, you know? It, everything that could uh, could have went wrong for them in that third period went wrong for them. They oh, deserve it. Puck battles, they didn't win. Like – the neutral zone, they were controlling, and that's the reason why they lost the game because they were controlling the neutral zone. And trust me, I'm not an NHL player, nor will I ever be, but from my standpoint and my opinion, you need to win the neutral zone to win a game. Like, but, Mike, you got, you got to think too, man, is the scouting the scouting report was out for Flurry. Yes. After, I think it was probably after game three or four, man, it was out for him, and they just, they were going up top, man. And you know what it is? is you got to pressure Flurry. Flurry, listen, the guy's a Stanley Cup winner. I respect the hell out of him. But, you know, he, he flakes out. He flakes out when the game's important. That there. So, I have a couple things to talk with Flower, right? Yep. When he did the barrel roll in the third period to almost, like, I wouldn't say cost him the game, but he got too aggressive in his crease where he was flopping around a lot. Yeah. And I, it was late in the third period. It was a tie game. And I forget who it was, but it might have been Evan- Evander Kane. But he came around the net, and the puck came out, and it was a hard pass behind the net. Came off the boards, and Flowers flopped, not knowing because like he missed the actual shot. Yeah, and he was basically on his stomach. And man, I swear to God, if it wasn't behind the goal line, they probably would end the game in the third period. Couple seconds left, and you know what I mean. Either way, they won. But you're right. I think Flower. Unfortunately, in regular season, he's a phenomenal goaltender. But yep. when it comes to big-time games in playoffs, I hate to say it, I just don't think he's really there all the time. I really don't. No, but and, and he's, very, he's, he's very over-aggressive. Yes. Over, really. But he, he shouldn't be. He has size. He, like, yeah. He's not like Jonathan Quick where he's under six foot, really. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, It's one of those things, like, use your size, come out on the angle, stop being aggressive. If your defenseman fuck up, that's on them. Give them oh, an ear. Sure. They're cursed. You know? But I don't know, man. And another thing to move on to is like, I wonder what Johnny T's thinking after his team fucking moved on and he's just sitting there like, well, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Oh my God, man. I guarantee you, Islanders fans right now are probably like, you know what? We should have got rid of them fucking years ago after this because look at, we just made playoffs. <laughs> and on top of that, they beat the fucking Penguins in the first round. And like, don't get me wrong, from what even Alex Getty Malkin said in the one interview, it's like what they didn't even feel like they were a team this year, the Pens. So like oh. for someone to say that and being on with that organization for how many years, that's his long. And I hate to say it, like I would love to see Malkin go to a different team. Like it's one of those things that I'm a Flyers fan, so no matter what, I hate the Pens, but yeah. it's a change of scenery, man. It, it really is a change of scenery. Yeah, like I would love to see if he could shine on another team and like see if someone can not necessarily make him the number guard, but again, make him put him in a number two role mm-hmm. and kind of 
be like the Nicholas Backstrom for Alex Ovechkin, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I would love to see that or even like a Koozie's type of play. I don't know, man. I would love to see him get a little bit better because I think that he hasn't really been shining the past couple of years from when his first two years in the you know, like, and then Crosby got picked up. So, like, he knew that he wants to be the number one guy. And it's now Crosby. So, I don't know. I have so many opinions about that. I can go on for days. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, how was your trip, man? Oh, man. It was good, long, and tiring. Um, Georgia was hot as balls. Yeah. Um, we went – God, I'll tell you what. So, my buddy is active duty down in Fort Stewart, Georgia. Um, we were supposed to go down to Miami and whatnot, but he's like, oh, we're not going to Miami. I was like, well, you're a piece of shit. I want to go to Miami. So either way, we went out to Savannah, Georgia one night, and uh, we are just fucking absolutely blitzed out of our minds. And um, he's he's absolutely Cuban. I'm whiter than fucking white. And my pasty ass goes into this goddamn Spanish club. All I hear is, like, you know, Spanish music going on. I failed Spanish three, so I don't even know what half of them are saying. So anyway... We're in there. I'm having a good time. He's like, oh, I'll go dance with that girl. Go dance with that girl. So I go up. I start dancing with some of these Spanish girls, right? Man, I'll tell you what. I got down by half of them so quick just because of my skin color. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. So I went up. There was uh, three floors on this one club. I went to this hip-hop club. Man, I was getting down with my fucking ladies up there, man. Like, there was this one chick that uh, in Georgia, there's, like, a lot of black women and stuff like that. And, bro, they are so fucking nice down there. And they're like, hell yeah, like get the whiteboarded dance dancing. I had no idea how to dance, but it was a great time. Oh yeah. That's hell savage. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh fuck, Alan, what's up, man? My man. What's going on? Oh so, bro, you know it's another day in paradise. Oh man, I am so pumped for our roller tournament. Yeah, I mean I'm so, so pumped for your Philadelphia Phillies to lose again tonight. <laughs> I'm actually pretty pumped. Mouth. I'm actually Listen. pretty pumped to uh to watch Listen, uh, I watched that pick game flourish. at the bar the other night, and I was really disappointed because they looked like shit. Bryce Harper, I thought he was going to get... He's a crybaby. Bro, I, I thought didn't he was, he was get so tossed. fragile soft. I thought he was going to get the third oh inning. Oh, my God. He was whining like a little girl. That's what happens. These guys are sorry. so good. I'm sorry. Then... Those fucking pitches were high every single time, and maybe by, like, a cunt hair, but it's like... If you were watching you guys and you guys were throwing it high, he was calling it a strike. It's like, come on. Like, have some consistency if you're going to be an umpire behind the plate. I, I don't I, – I agree with you 100%. That's my only bitch, but I, I agree with you. I think he's fucking whining way too early in the season. Like, it's we don't need that shit right now. No, we have a fuck no. Manager to do he's in the wrong city to be whining because what's, what's – it's like pro wrestling. Right now, Bryce Harper, he's the face. He is the – the top baby face, the top good guy, right? Yep. All that happens in Philadelphia because it's a real straightforward type of city. He just needs to make one wrong move. I'm not saying he's going to, but one wrong move and the whole city turns against him. Oh, now, sure. say hello down. to the bad guy. That That's how it's going to be even with, like, if you look at the 76ers, look at Joel Embiid and, like, you know, Jimmy Butler and all that. Not like backing each other up. They're gonna and, like, beat the Raptors. Each other, bro. Our entire city is gonna hate us. They're gonna actually. I I just have a feeling. Even with that, I hate to jump around. But first off, to go back back to the beginning, 
the reason that Vegas Knights are not going to pull it through, you know why? Because it's the curse of the Bambino. Now, obviously, that's baseball, but it's a curse of Vegas. How was Pro- Vegas created? This owner comes in. They're like, we want to put the hockey in the warm state. And let's have fun with this. Let's go to every team and basically pick all of their players that we want for the exception of the locked-in con- – not they're all contracted, but uh, – the locked-in franchise, per se, players. So they basically just went to every team, picked, like, the second, third, fourth best player on the team and built a team around that. They'll probably never win. They may play great hockey, but they'll never win because it's the curse of the night. But, listen, (laughs) I can can chime in on this, right? So if you look at some of their players, right, even Ryan Reeves, the Muffet man, like, he's not a goal scorer, but he's an enforcer. But – if you had a season, right, and it's your second season in the entire league and you made playoffs, look at some of the original six teams that haven't made playoffs in years, right? And they haven't done anything to better themselves. But this team went around to different organizations, like you said, picked up their guys that they didn't want because they don't fit their system and they built a system around it. I'm sorry. That's impressive in my eyes. <laughs> Yo, you, you, are, you would be a great lawyer, bro. Where's the, you, like, you just took that and you just reversed it. I it's kind of where one the fuck did he go? He oh, just got booted. Oh, sorry, Alan. So that's right. <laughs> it's one of those things too because, like, you got to think about it. Like, you can't just go around saying that they're not going to do anything with their team because every year they are doing something with their team. They're making playoffs. That's more than what sixty percent of the league right now that yeah. been around what ten years plus longer than them. Like, that's looking at like Atlanta Thrashers. If you bring them back and they make playoffs, you're trying to tell me that they're not going to make it. It's like. It's one of those things that you can argue, but you can't argue it because, like you said, they didn't win anything out of playoffs, but they made it to playoffs further than, like, 60% of most teams in the league right now. So, for their second year in the league, I'm extremely impressed with what they did. I would love to see them make some trades, maybe get rid of, you know, Malcolm Subban, maybe pick up a solid, like, second goaltender. Look at Philadelphia. We have so many goalies. We have guys to pick from. You can pick up yeah. Michael Newberth from us if you wanted to. Like, Corey Hart. We have that much of a selection. It, it's just you have so many – how do I say it? As a GM and as a president of a team, you have so many options to benefit your team next season, especially if you progress as a team, like especially if you make playoffs consistently. Other teams are going to want your players because they're like, oh, well, he did damage. I don't know why we didn't look at him before uh, because you didn't like him before, but now you see his potential – now you want them back? Well, we want some money for them. So it's yeah. like now you can you can bargain these guys since they really want them or something. So oh sure, I, I, it's one of those things you can argue it and you can't. I don't know. It, it's my opinion. It's your opinion. It's one of those things I'll always fight to the death with. Oh no, and it's it's a good point. I'm sorry. I got uh, I got I, I pressed my phone like a dummy. That's what happens <laughs> when you press your phone like a dummy. You lose the conversation real fast. No, but uh, in their case, and the way you described it was great, and that's why I said you'd be a great lawyer because you your perspective is very um, unique, but it's solid in that. Uh, you know, basically they took players that couldn't fit in different systems and then built their own system around it. I look at it like they basically cherry picked the second and third best picks and then they, they shit the bed. Why? Because it's not like if you have a floor with five Michael Jordans, how good is that going to be? You know, if they're all 
front yeah. men instead of centers or, you know, et cetera, not to use a, a different sport analogy, but you have so to almost, you, you have say to... that, you say that Alan, right. What, what's going to happen when Seattle comes in the, in the mix? It's, it's almost going to be like the same thing. Is there going to, is it going to be another Vegas story? They're going to go to the cup the first year. They're going to be good. Would, would it surprise you? I mean, none no, of us not know. Really. I, not I mean, really. after Vegas is here, nothing will surprise me because no. You, if you think about it, you can send your third line out against your first line. Is their job is literally just to play man on man and be a pain in the ass. And just because look at, look at Boston last night, their fourth line. Yeah, bro, and that's what I'm saying. They're putting up points because yeah. they they grind. They know how to e- either be a pain in the ass, be fly on shit, and like that's their job. It's just Dude, the plus they want to bump up. The, yeah. The bottom line. The bottom line now in the show, the way hockey is, every line can compete no yes. matter what. Yes. No matter what. Nothing is slow about hockey anymore. And if it is, it's just because the defensemen are slowing things down just to kind of, you know, slow pace down because either shit's going south for them or yeah, th- that's the biggest thing. Like, you'll see a lot of D-men always stop behind their net. Like, Eric Carlson last night must have did it half the game because you know you can't go through the net. They have to chase you. As soon as they chase you, that's a guy back. You have an audience. Dude, yeah, in, in, game, in game six, when they were on the road in Vegas, man, it was almost like they were playing dump and chase. Like, they were playing a dump trap. Yep. And but the what, trap and That's what you got to do. You got to play. And I, I don't know how many times I preach this. You know what I mean? If you play boring hockey, the other team's going to make mistakes. Yes. And they're going to capitalize on your mistakes. And that's why it's like simple hockey. Like, at, we, the guys that we've been talking to, the first thing they always say is, their biggest challenge is to go from a lot more complex hockey to simpler hockey. So, like, a lot of junior guys are used to doing it themselves, looking for, you know, the 60-foot pass instead of the 3-foot pass. And a lot of guys tell us now, even playing in the coast or the A, it's like they're learning just to make the simple 3-foot pass just to make an outlet instead of, you know, trying to do it themselves. Because you try to do it themselves, you either get trapped, you turn it over. Oh, for sure. If you score on your turnover, you're fucking sat the rest of the game, probably. Yeah, so. and, and like I said before, you know what I mean. Like it, it was teams, teams, and we said this on. I said this on last podcast, and I'll live and die by you know the fucking neutral zone trap. I, I will live and die by it when I coach mm-hmm. because it works. You yeah. know what I mean, and it, it slows the game down. If you get a fast fucking team that wants to try to go in and out of you, you just run a one-two-two two stagger trap yep. in the zone, in the neutral zone. And that's the thing, man. As long as your first two guys actually know where to hold up at, it, oh, yeah. it's a pain in the ass to get out. Because you see, and, and you're look, you see, NHL teams are doing it. Grown yeah. ass men in the fucking show are running a trap. Yeah. So they, if they could do it, why can't other fucking youth teams do it? But you know what I mean? that's literally the evolution of hockey now. It, it, you have to run a trap to slow the speed down. Oh, it's absolutely. too fast nowadays to where if you don't necessarily run a trap or if you don't send, you know, your one four checker. You're look. You basically your other team already has a guy cutting like up this neutral zone, sending them. So no, I hear you. I hear you. But it's like I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and argue. You know, like fucking peas and carrots here. But I've been (laughs) running the fucking. I've been running the fucking trap ever since the first year I started coaching. Fucking eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Before before fucking NHL teams started doing it and everything. Yup, and you yeah. teach them how to swing, and they taught you how to dangle. You know it, <laughs> but but think about it. It you kind of have to teach kids at an early age now different systems instead of one system or two systems. Like you need to, as a coach, you need to be able to realize your opponent and be like, all right, well, let me figure out a way to counter it. Let me send my fastest guy or send out like. Not necessarily my fastest guy, but my guy that's the biggest pain in the ass. That's not going to leave you alone. Oh, for sure. Out there. Like, yeah. You're going to cough off that puck one way or another, or if not, you're going to throw it high off the glass, and one of my guys are stepping in to pick it up. It's 
it's simple <laughs> hockey in that sense for us because we we've been seen for years, but for younger kids coming up and going from even through the DVHL or any type of youth system, they're basically taught like, oh, dump and chase. All right, one guy in. Oh, if you get the puck, now everyone come in. It's like, no, man. Like, be aggressive. Hold that blue line if you have to. And then if, if they get out of that blue line, you should already have your feet, like, moving. You know what I mean? So you're not caught. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, it's one of those things, like I said, I could fucking rant about all day. But even in men's league, you don't see that shit anymore. It's like, oh, my lazy ass is like, oh, I'm going to hold the blue line. If you get past me, well, I'm going to probably fucking jab him and throw my stick and hope to God I hit you. Wait, you play at the blue line? Uh, Once in a while. Oh, okay. I stay at the red line. I'm saying like fucking far blue, not 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 offensive blue. Oh, offensive blue, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, no, not me, buddy. Look, you can find me on the bench line. Hey, listen, I'll be looking for my beer every time I come off. Now, don't you worry. Tucker, what's up? Somebody's got to pour them. I'm just hanging out today, man. Nice Hold day on, here. Fuck. Tuck, what's up, man? How uh, what's the weather like in fucking North Dakota? It's gonna get to 70 today, so you know that's a record. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah, beautiful yeah, day. It's a great day to go to Mount Rushmore. No, that's the wrong Dakota. We got the flat one. Nice. (laughs) Got it. See, see, that's what happens, kids. That's what happens when you try to play the jerk. You get it spun in your face. (laughs) Touche. The land's kind of like the women around here, flat and disappointing for the most part. Oh, it's like a carpenter's dream, man. Yeah. Or never been screwed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's probably quality out there, man. I'm sure there's quality out there. Hey, so um, another thing kind of talk about, what's your opinion on the hit on TJ Oshie? Dude, listen to Miss, okay? I'm taking the fucking floor on this one. Go for it. So my brother-in-law's friend, like, he's big on fucking Twitter. He he fucking posts about everything, and he was, like, saying, oh, it's okay. It's a good fucking hit. Dude, when you're a fucking peewee, even a fucking mite, they tell you not to hit from behind. Okay? Yep. And he was making the case that, you know, he was, it was a soft push. You know, he went in the fucking boards, blah, blah, blah. But, dude, I, I brought up the fact that it's NHL speed. Okay? The guy's going fucking Mach 1 to yep. the puck. It doesn't matter where you push him on the back. If you push him in the fucking ass, if you push him on the rib cage, you push him on the fucking higher back. It's a fucking dirty hit. It's a fucking gutless play. It's a pussy play. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. Don't listen. I'll I'll fucking rub somebody on their lower back when they're standing in front of the net, not fucking where they're gonna get fucking head first into the boards. Correct. I, I'm not denying that. I'm not denying. But when I go around the board play, I will never, and I won't condone my fucking kids that I coach. I will never have somebody get hit from behind. My big. I, I literally just took a glimpse of the hit. He must have been at least four feet away from the boards. Absolutely. like It could have been least. bad. And the way that he went in, man, it literally looks so gruesome. Just from the guy, like, the guy has a broken clavicle, and you're telling me that's a, it's a clean hit? Not, no. Even, even if it is a little tap from behind, you're basically pushing on his ass to make him fall. He's already leaning down. You know what I mean? So yeah. his momentum's going to already take him down. And with that speed already – DJ Oshie's one of the fastest guys in my he yeah. fucking wheels for days. But the thing is, is when you have momentum, his speed, and you give him that little love tap on face first, 
obvious he's gonna be fucking hurt no matter who how big you are no matter if you're ryan yeah dustin bufflin that shit fucking hurts so in my eyes that was a scummy fucking move um it, it was a scumbag move. Warren Fogler, you, you and, and really I'll tell you, fucking fine for that. And Alan, I'll tell you who I'm arguing with on Twitter about is fucking Jay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, he's like, oh, I've seen you do it plenty of times. Like, no, you haven't because I don't fucking hit anybody from behind on the boards. Like, I will ne- never, never. It's a fucking pussy, gutless fucking play. Yeah, that that's hands down a very fucking scummy move. That's I mean, it. with the clavicle, he's lucky that he only broke his clavicle. That could have been spinal contusion. That could have been power out paralysis. I mean, it, it, and then you're dealing with outside of hockey, civil. I mean, lawsuits, all kinds of shit. Yeah, the dude's definitely going to get fined. I mean, there's no way he might even get suspended. Oh, and, and listen, and I, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring up, you know bad fucking vibes here okay but you know we had a fucking we had a playoff game and tucker hit a guy right bullshit i listen i'm not saying you did it okay fucking tucker no all i'm saying all i'm saying is the, the kid fucking turned last minute right tucker tucker hit the kid turned last minute he went fucking head first into the boards and fucking played it off like nothing was wrong right and then he collapsed five minutes later now continue no, and he falls. He 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 like falls to the ice and act like you know. Oh, I'm fucking dying. He looks up and sees Tucker gets thrown out. He jumps up and everything's okay. Oh, he sold it. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It, it's shit like that 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 fucking aggravates me also with players because you know what I mean. You get fucking players like that thinking they're fucking hurt, and then they give a fucking solid player like Tucker in a playoff game a five and a ten, which is absolute bullshit because of the fucking ref we had. Hey, I wouldn't be. I'm gonna be honest with you here. I'm not really what you'd call a solid player. Shut up, asshole. <laughs> I'm a solid player. I'm what you would call a solid player. Hell yeah, I'm a solid beer league player. But the fact, but the fact here is, you know, it, it, it's very aggravating that you know you get guys that sell it. That soccer. He must have played soccer as a kid. Get a five. That you get a five and a ten, and then you look in the NHL game, and what? I don't even know what the guy got. Did he get a two minute penalty from a check? From the Oshi hit, I don't think he got kicked out or suspended. He didn't well, get tossed. What yeah. happened? What happened with the Scott Stevens and Eric Lindros hit? I mean, he, it was listen, it's a legal fucking hit, and I'm a, I'm a huge Flyers fan. You know that it was a legal fucking hit. Yeah, because his he just Lindros had his head down. It wasn't Absolutely. a back to back hit. My, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those things. Like, I, we need to create a fucking shirt for people like diving and shit. That's what. If anyone's listening to this that creates fucking t-shirts, give us something good here that for people fucking diving all the time in the NHL. I'd wear Diver that down. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Give them like a little fucking scuba mask and shit. That'd be great. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It just needs to stop. It, it's turned into soccer. It's like we have one of the toughest sports in the fucking world. And yet Dude. you guys are fucking throwing your hands up in the air as soon as you get touched. Like, get the fucking dust between your pussy out. And fucking play Dude. some goddamn hockey. No, but it's it's serious though. True though. Truth be told though, because I got into an argument. Okay, and Alan's probably the one closest to me in age here, besides fucking King. What's up, King? Uh just relaxing, man. Coming in hot. So hell yeah. My 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 theory here is okay, and I NHL is way different from now compared to back in the eighties and nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, those cats and, are cutthroat. 
Oh, dude, by by far. You know, and even earlier than that, you know, your seventies and eighties players. I mean, the goalies were wearing fucking face masks. Now, granted, you you didn't have Al McKinnis throwing a a hundred plus mile an hour slap shot, but no, absolutely. But if you had, just say you have Connor McDavid or fucking you know Jake Borchek or Sidney Crosby or Malkin cutting across the middle with Scott Stevens, is 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 he going to get through? Nah. No. And I hate the Devils. I it's hate not. is a strong word. I strongly dislike the Devils. No, hey, listen, it's it, it's it's a different fucking game. And and these kids that you know growing up now thinking the fucking game is oh it's all fucking. Oh, don't game. push me. Don't do yeah. that. Don't listen. If they played the same fucking rules back in the day when Lemieux, Gretzky, you know, fucking Curry played, like they they get killed. Every one of them would get killed. Agree or disagree? I agree. Uh, with that. Uh, some of them, some of them could compete. I'm not even gonna lie. Taylor Hall could compete. Connor oh, McDavid. Yeah. No, I don't could think compete. he could compete. Austin not, not, Matthews, not he could compete. Would okay, they get schooled? Would, Absolutely. These are, listen, these are all names that are number one picks that we're naming right now. You got to think about like fucking third liners, second liners too, because like. All these guys that we're saying obviously are keeping their head up. They know the hits are going to come if you cut across the ice. Like, I'm sorry, as a forward, you clearly know, clear, like, you know, someone's going to light you up. If you're trying to come across someone and, like, put it between your legs or trying to split the D, you're going to get fun. But, like, oh, sure. some of these rookies coming to the league and some of these, like, third, fourth liners, even some second liners, they're trying to do it. And I, I can argue that right there. They're going to get stepped up on and probably killed every time. But the names that we're saying right now, it's guys that they have the clue to be like, oh, well, I know it's going to fucking, you know, like, it's coming. You know, it's one of those things that, I don't know, man, like, the guys that we're saying, their IQ is above and beyond some of the guys in the league that would pretty much get killed. So Yeah, but if you made, like, a super team of them now and you put them up a super team in, like, the mid-90s, the the 90s team is going to crush these kids. Yeah, they destroy them. And they're faster. The kids are faster. If you want to do something like that, then just make it an all-star game. But I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of really what I'd say. If, if there was yeah. a way to do that, like 90 players in their prime versus the, you know, the top guys, the top dogs in their prime now, I, dude, I mean, Gretzky alone, what, what him and Lemieux would do if there was a real game and they could do that in their primes, forget about it. But that's, that, about that's it. where, but that's where anyone can argue. Like you can try to say you bring your army or I, mean, I can't even say it's fictitious. No, I know it's, years. it's, but you bring Lemieux, you bring Gretzky back, you bring like some of the big names back and put them into the league now. I don't think, I truly do not think they would have the same amount of points as they did back then. I, I, I disagree because <sighs> That's tough. I, I'll, I'll tell you right now why I disagree is the fact that there's no fucking hitting in the NHL now. Yeah, Gretzky would run circles around these dudes. The goalie pads are bigger, too. I'm sure everyone already knows that, though. So that's a Yeah, big... but I, I disagree because there's no fucking hitting. There's not the penalties that it used to be. You know what I mean? Like, you, you fucking touch somebody now, okay? It's a fucking penalty. You get Gretzky out on the fucking power play six times a fucking game, that's six fucking points right there he's going to put out. And again, David, well, look but, at... but think about that. That's like putting Ovechkin out on, on the fucking power play every time, and they're giving it to him every time, but yet you don't see him scoring every every power play. Because yeah, but let's different. even go to the brawler side of it. Look at Jeremy Roenick. Look at what he did in his whole career as being like the, the tough guy, the hitter. I'm going to get hit. I'm going to hit. That's my playing style. Not yeah. only him being a great overall player, but put him in the league now, bro. 
But the score, but think the about scores it. Rusty, can't fight anymore. The scores you're can't fight. The scores you're comparing just fight. Now two can't. different roles. You're going to be comparing an enforcer, not necessarily an enforcer, but a power forward in a sense, and literally a play or like a finesse player. Like Gretzky was ahead of his time, obviously, and that's why he put up so many points because no one did toe drags back then. Only he did. Yeah. Like, it, it was a, the new guys. Like, look at Marty Brodeur. He's the one that basically, and Patrick Wall. They're the ones that basically implemented the butterfly. Other goalies were purely stand up. And yeah. the butterfly came into play. That basically stopped not necessarily 100% of the shots going down low, but it stopped at least 50%. And it's one of those things that you guys are trying to compare a pure goal scorer and JR. Like, I love JR more than anything. But if you want to compare Gretzky to anyone to this day, it's like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, guys that truly don't like getting hit or don't get hit, and they're pure finesse guys. But if you want to compare JR to anyone, it's like, it's, that's like a Nolan Patrick role. That's like a Travis Konechny role, uh, uh, Jake Voracek role, because they're the type of guys that are getting into the corners. That's a Jeremy Ronis job. He got into the corners yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're, if you want to compare guys, you got to compare them to the same type of role that they have now in the league. It's just more like in the aspect of their separate roles. Like if Jeremy was in, I'm not compare. Not that I can't compare him to Gretzky or, or uh, you know, because they're all caliber. They're all of the same caliber of player. But in Jeremy's role nowadays, because it's a faster league that's mm-hmm. really not built off hitting as it was a decade ago, even more two decades ago. I, he may not have even had half of the career that he had, even statistic wise. As even as a, as a power player, he may not even have had that. No, I agree with that. I I, I can agree with that. It, trust me, it's one of those things that we can always go back and forth on because everyone has their opinion. But put it this way: nowadays, I I definitely have. Obviously, you have to have respect for the fucking goat. Like Wayne Gretzky is he? He's literally the one that set all the records, and people are still trying to break today. That I don't think anyone really can break. So, Dude, nobody, nobody's gonna break his record except for Landon Blogger. Oh, oh, oh! I mean, and, and Braden, and Braden right behind him. That would be sick. They fucking play for San Jose. Yeah, right. I'm but down for the executive me, box funny. seat. It's funny because he had hockey. I, I, and I, I wish I could make this up. He had hockey last week, and he was talking. He's like, Dad, when. Uh, when I get drafted in the NHL, does, are you going to be mad at what team I fucking or what team I play for? And I go, "Fuck no!" <laughs> and he's already get drafted one day. Good. That mindset. That's a mindset, man. You got to have that mindset. Yeah, man. Like that's the same. That's the same night that I fucking put that video up of him fucking crushing a kid. Yeah. Oh my god, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> when I watched, that. I was like, "No way, he is creamed that kid." A kid tried to stop, and he was like, "Not." Not happening. Well, Adrian, it was funny because he did this. He was him and that kid. His name's Landon too, right? And him and this Landon kid were going at it all night. Like the kid fucking whacked my Landon, and my Landon whacked him back, and was going. And me being the dad up in the stands, I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Right? Like fucking kill him, right? Come on. So the kid tried to like stand Landon up, and Landon just trucked him, took the puck from him, went down and scored. (laughs) So then it was again that Landon took the puck away from him. Right, and then the other Landon took the puck back, and then Landon, my Landon, fucking cut him off with the angle and wrecked him. That's that's the video. <laughs> you know, He's such a was, little shit. I yeah. love it. So then, so then, 
both of them, my landed took the puck away from this kid. This kid fell to the ice and started crying, right? And the coach goes, all right, you two have to go sit in timeout for two minutes. I'm in the fucking stands like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is why fucking kids are soft these days, man. Hey, don't you're going to be that crazy dad in the stands. Yeah, hey, this guy's going to get into a fight. I'm coming to bodyguard you. <laughs> don't score more than three goals or you lose. He's, yeah. <laughs> he, he's literally going to be the next dad that we're going to see on YouTube, like, Good job, Paul. Your mom's or good job, TJ. Nah, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be that bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, you say that now, but wait until the game gets intense. And yeah, you, you push the dad over. I have seen some of the looks you give people when you're coaching. I would love to see you as a dad, fucking up there. Like, oh, yeah, when you get in the zone, TJ, there's no getting you out of the zone. You're like, no, you see fucking you're red zoned when you're in and you're ready up. to just rip everybody apart. You don't care. You'll go after oh, the ref's mom. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll go after you like care. the seven year old that fucking said, <laughs> shut the fuck up to you, and you're going to fucking go off on him. Your kid sucks in the neutral zone. Yeah, kid, well, my kid's better than you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? Hey, so real quick, uh, <laughs> you want to talk about some of these uh, drafts or from different. What? Fuck yeah, dude. The NA3? Fuck that. The, the, the league's a fucking joke. That's a fucking joke. I'll tell you this. Like, they have a fucking draft, right? A fucking draft. Like, this. And we went over this a thousand times, okay? Okay? Mm-hmm. There's 20 teams in this, in the junior. What is it? Is it tier, tier, tier three tier that tier we're in? Three, yeah, tier three. They're number 20. Uh, in the fucking, there are 20, 20th out of fucking 20. That It's awful. That's great. You get these kids, you these kids. I think that's just out of all the junior, like, leagues combined, because what you said in the group chat had the USHL, the NA. And all yeah, that's what I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we're talking about, all, all together, and EHL was number eight. Well, if you're not yeah. first, you're last. <laughs> And you get these fucking kids that played EHL last year, and they're going to fucking play NA3. Yeah, they're dropping they leagues, not basically. fucking listen. They're dropping leagues. How do the leagues work? How does this work? Give me a quick it's, tutorial. It's a ranking. Like, USHL is the number one league in the fucking country. Like, basically, in what, Canada and U.S.? Yeah. Correct. Yep. Right? Then you got the NA, then the, what is it, the OHL or something, whatever you know. The Q, I goes, think it's the Q's up there. It's, yeah. Let me let me put it let me put it in your fucking the QJMH. That's great. Yo, talk to me like I'm landing. All right, I got all you. Right, ready? You have WWE, NXT, WCW, fucking Ring of Honor. You know you know where I'm going. It's all there? pro wrestling. It's basically what it is. It's a ranking. I can give you an order what you guys want for leagues because I have it right here. Please, Excellent. please do. All right, so number one is USHL. Number two is the OHL. Number three is the WHL. Number four is the NAHL. Number five is the BCHL, which is British Columbia uh, mm-hmm. Hockey League. Number six is the QMJ, uh, QMJHL. Uh, number seven, NCDC. Number eight, EHL. Number nine, USPHL Premier. Number 10, uh, the AJHL, which is Alberta Junior Hockey League. Number 11, mm-hmm. uh, GOJHL. Number 12. OJHL, number 13, Central, uh, the CCHL, 14, USPHL Elite, 15, Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, number 16, Saskatoon Junior Hockey League, 17, I'm going to fucking butcher this, I'm just saying the abbreviation, KIJHL, uh, 18, Super uh, Superior in- International Junior Hockey League, 19, Vancouver Island 
your junior hockey. And coming up dead last, ladies and gentlemen, number 20, NA3HL. We simply cannot count mandatory tenders given by NAHO as legitimate development opportunity. It is a gimmick, and the truth is out now. And that is really what it says underneath number 20 of the NA3. So, so this is where I this is where I come in, and I, I you all know that Michael Lindhers got drafted at seventy two in the second round. Correct, right? Correct. I literally Snapchat the kid. I go, listen, don't sign a contract yet. Make sure you do your research on the NA three, mm-hmm. right? He goes, the NA three is better than the EHL Premier because they weren't ranked. No, I go. The EHL and the EHLP are one fucking league. They, they literally are because they pull up from the EHLP all the time. Exactly. And uh, he's trying to tell me that, you know, he's better off playing uh, NA3. Same thing with fucking Tristan. The kid's got all the fucking talent in the world, and he goes and fucking signs a contract with fucking New England in the NA3. I just uh, – my thing is, man, like, I'm not here to fucking bash the kids. It's just – we wish that you would have just kind of thought about that a little bit. And, like, listen, kudos to you for going out to NA camps and trying out and, like, even just trying to, you know, get your name out there. Like, I give you respect for that. But the biggest thing is, is, like, you're such a young player and, like, you have so much room to develop and, like, still, like, you're probably not even done growing yet. Like, this kid's going to probably be, like, 6'5", which is going to be retarded. And I would kill for his height. You know what I mean? And, like – Oh, for sure. He's so young, and he still has so much to develop. And, you know, for all we know, maybe he goes to NA3. He does phenomenal. But I'm just curious if he does go up to a different league, if it's going to hinder him a little bit, if the speed's going to slow him down or if stuff like that. That's my only concern. Like, I'm not here to fucking, like, bash the kid for trying to better himself or go play hockey <laughs> somewhere. You know what I mean? But it's one of those no. things that I kind of wish he would have tried to go play in a different league or even try out NCDC. But – yeah. Put it this way. At least he's playing hockey somewhere than some kids giving up, you know? And uh, some kids going to college, you know what I mean? Like, some kids want to go play college hockey and instead of playing juniors. And that's their fucking choice, man. Like, some kids just not going to make it, you know? So Yeah, but you got you to gotta think here. Like, I, I talk to Tucker. Tucker's like my fucking son. We all know this, right? And I talk to Tucker. You're old enough. <laughs> Tucker, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Tucker and I, you know, we talk, and it's almost like he really is my son because he knows, like, you know, what I think and what's going to come out of my mouth. And some of these kids think they're better than what they really are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they yeah. need a fucking reality check. And it's not – and it's it's any fucking league, man. Yeah. They're getting fed – they're getting fed bullshit. They're not as good as they think they are. They fucking, you know, say, oh, I went to this camp – I went to four camps and wasted all this money. What the fuck have I been saying – since we started the podcast. The biggest thing with camps, man, that's, that's what they're there for. They're there to collect it's a, your money. It's, it's a moneymaker. Yep. Okay. That, and that's all it is. That's like you're saying, like, oh, I'm going to go try out and make, like, an East Coast team or a Fed team. It's like, buddy, you're going out trying to be a walk-on for a semi-pro team or a pro team. It's because they're literally collecting probably $200 from you beforehand. Oh, uh, yeah, we like what you have. We're going to probably call you and then – Three months go by, you're wondering where that call's been, and then all of a sudden you realize their first game's next week, and they already have a full roster, and you're like, oh, go fuck myself, got it. And then you did that to three other teams, and you finally haven't got the fucking clue. It, it's Teams do that to better their organization, so that for their best team, say their junior A team, they're going to get free shit from your money. 
thank you for that. And let's be in let's reality. be honest here. Okay? Let's be honest here. With a fucking draft with the NA three, uh-huh. your spot's not your spot's not guaranteed. No, it's not. It's true. And they bring in fucking sixty guys to begin with. Yep. Then they cut it down to fucking forty. Then they cut it down to thirty, and then they leave it at twenty five. That's what it is. And then if they need a player, they'll call somebody else up. Hey, we need this guy signed, and you come and play for a weekend. Yep. We, it, it's a fucking drill. Like, don't get me wrong. I respect the kid for pursuing hockey. All the kids that I that I know are doing this, but you need to do your fucking research. It, it, it's the bottom line. You know what I mean? It, it, it's it, it's reality. And that's kind of where you have to reach out to coaches and see, like, what your actual chances are. If, like, if he's honestly – like, some coaches are brutally honest, which I truly love. Like, I hate a coach that bullshits a player. So, if you have a coach that's literally like, hey, man, like, listen, I only have one spot to fill and I have probably 60 guys coming out, you're probably, like – yeah, that's where you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, listen, do I really want to travel this far and be like, one out of that 60? Hell, if you're – if you think you're sick enough, go for it. But in reality, save the $200 and go try to make a team that you know you can progress on. Get some solid playing time in. Even if you're a third liner as a fucking 16, 17-year-old or even a fourth liner and you're getting a couple of fucking shifts in a game and then, you know, it slowly progresses and you're getting, you know, maybe a full period of hockey. Maybe you're getting two periods of hockey. You know what I mean? And you're not like a scratch player and, like, you're getting better with your skills and, like, the small things then by all means, fucking do it. But if you're just going there just to wear the jersey and say that you play for a team and it's like you're not really playing for them, that's a fucking joke. You might as well just consider yourself a practice player. Oh, for sure. And that, that's what kills me. Jake Renega, sorry. Jake Renega actually, uh, he snapped me the other day and saying our podcast is great. Hey, thanks, Dad. I appreciate yeah, Jake Renega. <laughs> thanks, Jake. Don't hate me. Jake but, uh, the again. But, uh, yeah, we yeah, don't need any more guns at the hockey rink, right? Oh, God. Stop it, Stewie. <laughs> God damn it. Well, here, here's Yo, the thing about the NA as well. is like when they put on a camp, they're only looking for two to three guys maybe to crack a roster that are actually worth the shit. Everybody else there is just to pay for road trips, hotels, and everything else. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, DJ, I think you've actually said that before, too, and nobody understands yep. that that. The NA teams but already have all their players picked out. They know who they want. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. That, that it's basically going into the next season, and you're already a junior A team. You look at see how many guys are coming back. But during that entire season that we were just playing with you guys, we've been talking to other kids that entire time. So it's like – so we're trying to, you know, focus on you guys one season. But at the same time, it's like, all right, well, we're only getting six guys back next year. So we're going to look for another eight guys. And out of those eight guys, maybe four of us will get contact. Maybe we'll get two out of those four. I mean, so like you have to basically contact 60 players to maybe get four of those players. So it's kind of one of those things, man, like it's supply and demand in a sense, but you have to be kind of very smart of the type of guys you look for, because that's what you're creating your team around. You don't want guys to straight up like enforcers, big guys, like, cause then you'll get killed in speed. So I don't know. It's one of those things that we can always talk about, but until you really are looking at players and what you want out of your team, it, it's tough to judge, you know? Yeah. I mean, in the junior level, I think it's okay to have one or two big guys out there that are just there to crush kids. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, That's I how you move away that. from the illegal hits and shit. And even in the NHL, I think if you bring back the enforcers and 
Like, all your solid players, nobody's getting checked from behind because they know they're going to have to deal with somebody else. That's why Gretzky was able to put up so many points. Nobody was going to fucking touch Gretzky. Well, he was McSorley with him, right? Yeah, he had McSorley with him. And then when he got traded, the man- he requested that McSorley went with him. Well, yeah, he was – yeah, because they were a package deal. Like, I remember exactly. that. Yeah. Because he went to L.A. with him, correct? Yeah, they went to L.A. together. That's right. Okay. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't go anywhere without McSorley he, because the enforcers McSorley, played that important of a role. That, now, that. This might be a dumb question. Did McSorley go to the Rangers with Gretzky or no? I, 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 I think he I did. Think he did. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't really sure. Um, that's, an, that's an Allen question. I don't know. I thought he only played with him in Edmonton. No, hell no. He was no, because we knew he was a package deal. He went everywhere with them. Because that Edmonton team, bro, you can't. I mean, bro, Glenn Anderson, and that's on the weakest link of it. I mean, Messi, all them guys, bro. Tika Yeah, bro. Issa, Issa's fire. Oh, my God. Let me – you know what? While we're on the hockey subject real quick, fellas, I would love your perspective in this. Now, we, we all know that I'm a Rangers fan. It's not a, a, a chop or a shot or anything. Uh, down in Freehold, there's a town in Freehold. It's actually where Bruce Springsteen uh, grew up. It's not too far from my house, maybe 10, 15 minutes. Well, they have this little video game place. It's called I Play America, and they're having a big signing. It's Adam Graves, Brian Leach, uh, Mike Richter, and Mark Messier, and they want three and a quarter for basically a pro photo and then an autographed poster. Do you think that's worth it? I think it's worth it. I'm going anyway because I for want a range, for a Rangers fan, absolutely. Yeah, because I want to meet Mike Richter. Yes. Mike Richter is my, my anybody hero. with more than three brain cells. I'd say probably not. Nice, Tucker. Well, you live in North Dakota, bro. Go eat some hay or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. No, no. Hey, go hey, hey. for the North Dakota jokes right now. Go hoe the field, bro. Go hey, make me some fucking did. corn, bro. No, no, I'm just Marty kidding. Sorry, did play for the Rangers in '95, '96 for nine games. Okay, so he at least was on the roster for a little bit with them. Yeah, so, when he got traded over, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, man, it's kind of one of those things that you ever look at, you know, like I hate even to say, when even, even when Gretzky went to Toronto, he fucking went to Toronto with him. Oh, shit. Yeah, man, so he truly was a package deal. Yep. That's fucking sick. King Allentown, man, what the fuck? I feel like I haven't heard you this entire podcast. Yeah, I came in late. Wednesday's a busy day for me, man. Yeah, how's uh, New York? Were you up in New York? You still there? Yeah, I'm going back, I think, Saturday or Sunday. I got some paperwork done. The round one, I got to do round two next. Hell yeah. Clanging and banging. Yeah. Clanging and banging in New York. Like your girl, Is that marriage going through or what? Like your girl asked for a round two. Yeah, it, it's it's a step-by-step process, man. Fuck yeah, man. So what have you been doing on your spare time? So is that? Looking through Lucky Charms boxes for rings. <laughs> <laughs> they don't put prizes in the cereal anymore, <laughs> King. Oh shit! Apparently, apparently you need one. <laughs> it's a piece. Of, yeah, well. Why don't Why don't you just go to like some like Sunoco or something like that and go to like twenty five cent flea market? That's a good idea. Yes. But I'm just I'm just so busy. It's it's nuts, man. It's wild. Just go get some handcuffs because once you get married, it's like prison. You're locked up. Fucking. Eh, yeah, not there's, really. There's, a, not there's really. another use for those. No, not if you find a cool lady like my mom, TJ. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, nice. God. I, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> TJ's mom has got to go. Tucker's mom has got it going on. That's hilarious. You ready hey, for this boy, wedding or what, Alan? Am I ready for this wedding? Does a bear yep. shit in the woods? Does a bear shit in North Dakota? We don't have bears here, so I don't know. 
Does an elk <laughs> shit in North Dakota? Do you have moose? You got elk. We got moose. We got mountain you have bison. Lions, much. Yeah, we got bison. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so you guys, you you saw the fucking Snapchat last night? The Corelli's uh, rooming with Patty McAfee, right? No nope. way. That, that's what that's what Corelli says. No. They're both, both playing, they're both playing for Millersville. Oh, my God. I would hate myself. I would literally that's ask to get, like, oh, my God. I would get out of Millersville, like, That's like yesterday. playing for L-Tri-C. That's play, like yeah. playing for the community college. <laughs> the community college. Where's Millersville? By me. It's oh, in nice. Pakistan. Yeah. Oh my God, man, Corelli, man. Hey, listen, maybe if they're lucky, you know, they'll have to do random room checks. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Corelli. Oh man, that kid was a piece of shit too. <laughs> I really did not like him. I don't fucking care, man. He was just such a fucking like. He was so shady, man. Like. He was the type of kid to be nice to you one day and then be a piece of shit the next. Like, I did not trust him. And he he's, he was literally the kid that I think stole fucking tape out of my office. Oh, hell yeah. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure it was him. Sure. What, the, the tape with you and Pamela Lee? Fucking right, baby. Him and Gritty. <laughs> Damn. Unbelievable. Right, Gritty was in that one, too? Yeah, man. I would just, yeah. Emma, come get your ex. That's a classic. <laughs> Unbelievable. Speaking of that broad, why the fuck was she like dead on or Instagram yesterday? Because she had a surgery uh, Monday. Oh, yeah, her yeah, shoulder. That's right. hmm. yeah. Stop giving hand jobs, man. Yeah, those fucking Christ. I was gonna send her flowers, out. but the hospital she's at didn't have a gift shop, at least online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Listen, every girl would like to wake up fucking after having sold the surgery to fucking some nice flowers from a friend, and I was gonna have a card say. Rice Krispie treat, but then I was like, "What if her mom and dad sees this? Like, yo, somebody sent you flowers, and the name on it is Rice Krispie treat." Oh, she would probably just start dying. That pop, like I would pay to be the fly on the wall to see that pop happen. Because her <laughs> post surgery, she's probably so delirious. Like, who the fuck is who Rice Krispie fuck? treats? Yeah, what exactly. the fuck is going on? What is my name? Uh, my name is Emma Dorse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god, you guys should just get married. Nah, not yet. Come to the funeral wedding. Is she your plus one? Nah, nah, nah. She's she, no. no. There's no plus one. I ride solo. You going solo? Yeah, yeah. My hotel is like a block and a half away. I'm about to get my sailor tonight at the suit store. Wait till you see my suit, yo. Yo, it better be like it's four, like two, three. yo, it's like 1940s Al Capone meets like a fucking 2005 <laughs> prom tuxedo, a hat. Like I want to see a good fedora. No, 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 cane and Alan, hat. Alan but the suit is a cane Alan hat. Dresses really well. Listen, you gotta you gotta say you have a plus one because then you can eat the food that they make for the plus one. I'm getting two filet mignons at the next wedding I go to. That's <laughs> oh my god! That's you know what you could. You could run that angle though. My guest got sick and and she couldn't make it. Oh, uh, man, I, I don't know what to do. Boom! Do eat that filet mignon that we had marked down for her, man. Eat two of them. Maybe take it home with you. Because the seat is still there. So even are though you, the seat uh, would be empty, the waitress comes you, around. Hey, 
she's going to have the filet mignon. Waitress doesn't know she's, she's in the bathroom. Where the fuck is she at? Nobody knows. Two filet mignons. your guitar or what? I thought about it. I mean. Serenade I asked, some people. Well, I asked. So um, TJ's brother-in-law who's getting married. Uh, not the brother-in-law that we talk about on the podcast, but the brother of said brother-in-law because they're all family together collectively, which would make perfect sense. Um, They like the country music. He's a big country guy and I never really liked country music. And then I started getting into it and some of it I like, some of it I don't. Uh, I can appreciate it at the end of the day. Moral of the story is I played some guitar for uh, Eric the brother-in-law we talk about on the podcast at his wedding. And I asked John, the brother of brother-in-law and uh, John never really got back to me. So I'm assuming that it was like his wife's decision. Weird. John not getting back to anyone? No, well, it was his, he said it was his wife's decision. So I guess that she just wasn't interested in that. And that's okay. Cause people have yes and no options in life, which is a great thing about life. Are you going to be at Eric's on Sunday for the uh, gender reveal? Or no? Yeah, well, the uh, the good thing about the uh, the week is I'm going to Chicago on Tuesday, and then I'm going to okay. be in Chicago for two days, and then I come home for a day, and then I'm going to go to the beach for two days, and then I'm going to go to Eric's on Sunday because I don't have to go back to work until Monday or the following oh. Monday. So we're it's just, nice. yeah, well, we're just, just living, the, the, listen, living the dream, spending hundreds of dollars, trying to pimp girls that are Russian, like my boy King over here. You know what I mean? Just trying to live it. Just trying Bro, to King make does it the right way. I need he to did. whatever website you go to and just start. Joy back Fuck cat. that. Fuck Joy that. So, so can we, can we look into getting like fucking Gerber and King of Mania shirts? Yo, here's something. Here's something. I know he plays. Guitar. I play drums, bass, guitar. We can get this thing rocking, dude. Dude, bro, bring Maryland. it down. The Maryland. rock and roll connection, bro. Yeah, A town sluts is coming exactly. down to Maryland, baby. Oh, Maryland is just gonna be something else. Maryland, <laughs> TJ. Oh man, we're bringing we're bringing goodies with us. Speaking of country music, you ever heard of who's the current Hank Williams? What is it, Hank Three or something? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's than the other ones, but I was he's a lot different. I was looking up with his bass player, Zach Shedd's girlfriend. He was sending videos of himself and stuff. It was ridiculous. But that's that's my foray in the country music. Dude, that's that guy's a great story. So there's a movie that was originally on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it's called The Wonderful and Wild Whites of yes, West Virginia. In West Virginia. Now it's not Holy whites as in fuck. white people, but it's whites as in this family. It's a real deep-rooted Dude, family in this town fucking, in West Virginia. Like a really bad, like porn movie almost. It's close. You gotta watch it. It's close. You gotta watch it. But like, moral I, of the story uh, is that there's a scene where one of this said white this guys like Elmer White or Cletus White or whatever the, what his name was. He's friends with Hank. Hank the Third. So Hank the Third is sitting on this picnic table, and it's uh, a song about going, basically going straight to hell. Like I'm going straight to hell, and it's it's like you're like, dude, this is some raw shit. So I I love Hank Williams. Like the, the... I'm gonna turn into a virgin listening, watching that. Aren't well, I? I'm Hank, no, Hank dude. One is no the epitome of country music. Like I don't care who George Strait, 
he can't hold Hank Williams' cowboy hat. You feel me? So to be in that bloodline, whether it's his grandson, his son, but it's completely different. Like he's not singing, you know, I'm some lone, so I'm so lonesome I can cry. This guy's talking about like I'm gonna cut the head off a bird and throw it at you and you know, oh. Satan. Not really that's not hardcore death metal, but he's he's pretty 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 hardcore. Okay. He did have my demon with Danzig, so Yeah, they, they like get upside down cross. Yep. Got it. They they get dark with it. Fuck, man. Hey. More power to them, you know. I've been to church probably once every twenty four years, so it's pretty good. It's good reason, Dude, how how stoked are you for fucking Cobra Kai season two? Cobra Kai never die. I never watched the first season. Dude, fucking sick. Sweep the leg, Johnny. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to Sweet me. That leg, Johnny. Johnny should have won, okay? <laughs> How the hell does a, a crippled kid with one leg win in the fight? Like, Why, he, yeah, he was true. injured. I'm not making fun of crippled kids. He was injured. How does he not win? First off, the blonde guy is super pretty. He was the face. <laughs> he was the face that was the bad guy in the whole movie. Ralph Macchio is not a good-looking dude. You had the blonde, white, evil, bad kid. It was perfect. It was perfect. Yep. He should have won. They should have. He should the should have put the heel over, and then in the sequel, Ralph Macchio, you know whatever the hell his name is, he comes back, and boom, then you put him over. It's like Rocky's. Rocky never made sense to me because boxers don't win every fight. Now there's some that do, but they don't Rocky, usually. I'll yeah. take those fucking rest. Oh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not saying Floyd's the best boxer ever of all time, but he's up there too. He's smart. He he can outlast you and, and with his long ass arms, he, he dusts your punches off. Now I'm not saying is it an exciting boxing match to watch? The, the last five that he had were ugh. his fight with Ricky Hatton was very good. Fights before that were very good, but he There's an there's an art to never losing and never not going out. You know what I'm saying? Like winning every match without ever knocking a guy out. There's there's definitely an art to that, man. Oh, 100%. I think, like, you ever watched a video recently of Mike Tyson just doing, like, a uh, – I guess it was kind of like a charity event, but he fought some, like, a pro fighter. And, bro, for being 50 – what is he, 51, 50? I don't know. But that motherfucker still has his right hook. Never. Oh, never oh, fucking Mike Tyson. Yeah. Holy fuck. Bro, I I've never seen this guy actually like fought like fight in my time obviously because I was a fucking little kid. But dude, we crazy. all were. He never really fought. I mean, he fought a lot in Atlantic City, oh but never God, fought. He fought for man. fucking thirty seconds. That's it. Well, not I, even I would, that though. We even, you couldn't pay me enough to take a punch from him. The you last not pay me enough. The last fight that he fought, me and TJ were probably like thirteen and like sixteen yeah. respectively. So even then, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you're not. Pfft. He probably, the last fight he probably had was like 98, 97. Yeah, all the fights, he, he was yeah, in his prime, like 87 to 93. All the fights were on Showtime, HBO. Yeah. Totally different I mean, era. Man. He, he was really the Floyd Mayweather back then. That's what he was. I mean, he was the guy that everyone wanted to watch. Like, until you fucking bite someone's ear off. Then well, he had the, it's, like, weirdo, it's like a passing of the torch, per it se. It was different, though. It was different, though. There were a ton of guys. Now there's like one guy. Back then, there was Holyfield, Lewis. Riddick Bow, they were like the end of Foreman, Foreman's back yeah, end. Foreman, yeah. o, like ten contenders. Now it's like two Russian guys and then Mayweather. Yeah, that's so true. I never really thought about it like that either. Cause I don't 
I can't really say I watch boxing enough to. Really uh, Juan Manuel Marquez is very good. There's no, there's no. a few, but you you make a valid point. King the title changed hands all the time back then. Holyfield, Ruddock, even Razor Ruddock. Uh, it's like wrestling in the 90s. Exactly. exactly. Every guy was a, a – Val Venus was a top guy. D'Lo Brown, top guy. Like it wasn't yeah. Stone Cold top guy, but they were all, oh, everyone is in on it. Now you got this guy, and then, oh, this guy's going to get beat this week. Like it's a squash. Dude, his last fight, his last fight was June 11, 2005. Yeah, but his well, – that's not the – His record – his record was 50 wins and six losses. Yeah, it's, and it, all the losses are towards the end of the career. Yeah, he has he, he has a fucking loss to Lennox Lewis right. in his 55th oh, no. fight. Danny Williams and Kevin McBride were his last three losses. Yeah. And he forgot Mike Warfield, but hey, it's all right. Don't worry about it. First loss was Frank Bruno. That was lost, the big one. Holyfield. Warf, that was the charity event. They don't they don't uh, they don't mark that win. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, man. Like, even still, it's one of those things. Like, I, even for charity, you could not pay me to be like, "Oh yeah, take a hundred mil to go fight Mike Tyson." Nope. I will fight. I will <laughs> fight Mike Tyson for a hundred million. You heard it. Nah, the brain damage alone, you'll do. Bro, bro. I, I'm literally. Gonna, I'm gonna come out like a fucking potato. So I'm good. You could have somebody consistently punch you in the face just so you could warm up to Mike Tyson, and that dude's making you brain dead. And then what's a hundred million when you're a vegetable? My no. Four inches long, I think. That thing would get fucking put into, like, I'd have an inverted nose at the end of that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Can I start calling you Triple hey. Wharf, like Triple H? Hey, man, you can call me whatever you want. Big Bird, whatever. Nah, you're not a Big Bird. <laughs> hey, boys, but uh, anything else you guys can really talk about? No, I just want oh. to... <laughs> Go ahead. What? What's Hello? up? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What was you want to talk about my fucking how my car's in the fucking shop and it's oh. still in the fucking shop? Oh, I'm not going there. Oh, uh, the truck, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. That's when I held together with fucking bubble gum, duct tape, and hope. Nah, that shit is a sexy <laughs> truck. Yeah, without well, it, like it sounds like it's about to blow up every time. Nope, nope, nope. That's fixed. That's fixed. God damn! I told him yesterday I'll give you fifty bucks and a pack of fucking Hubba Bubba. It's good, <laughs> that's the like, gum. That's the real shitty gum. You can't even give them big league chew. You give them the oh, real man, shitty that's, gum. That's too expensive, bro. I can't Hubba Bubba. It's Hubba that's Bubba even less than her. fucking Bazooka Joe. <laughs> that's the I chew at one time. You know what? That's even below the fruit stripe, dog. Like bro, where I chew it one bite stri- and wait, the flavor is about- gone. What's that one zebra one? Is that the yeah, fruit stripe? Yeah, fruit stripe. Oh, my God. They sell it at the dollar store. They still got that shit. I buy it all the you time in the five pack. The 39 cents a fucking pack. The dollar five pack. I get them. <laughs> the flavor lasts three minutes. That's it. Oh, if that, man. You take, like, two bites, and you're like, oh. Done. Chewing my tongue again. Great. And then it's like you're chewing on, like, uh, molding clay. <laughs> 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 Good old Plato coming at you live. Oh shit, Plato tastes better. <laughs> All right, boys. Hey, well, let's get these sponsors knocked out. You cool with that? Yeah, dude. No, so, man. them out. <laughs> so of course we gotta talk about Bear Beards. Bear Beards is obviously one of our best sponsors. They've been since 
pretty much our first podcast. Um, they're a local company out of Pennsylvania, but for Bear Beards, they have all your beard essentials, such as oils, bombs. They have chapstick, combs, even T-shirt merchandise. If you guys go on Etsy.com, E-T-S-Y, and look up Bear Beards, all their products will be laid out for you guys. So um, if you guys to actually purchase anything, use Gong Show 10 as your promo code. You'll get 10% off your entire order. But if you guys want to leave them a solid review and go check out more of their product in depth, go to Facebook.com and look up Bear Beards, B-A-R-E, Beards. And the guys that run it are both Eddie and Vinny Barantino. Fucking awesome guys, man. So give them some love if you guys can and let them know that you guys uh, listen to Dusty Dimes. And we'll try to get some free merch out to you guys as well. So yeah, go I'm, to Bear Beards. I'm thinking about growing a beard just to try out Bear Beards. You should, man. Honestly, I, I mean, oh, yeah. from... What even Colton Sossaman said, a lot of guys that we've been trying to send some products out to, they gave nothing but like positive feedback and said phenomenal stuff. So for pro guys that are trying it and saying that they love it, I don't know why, you know, our normal guys that are just playing men's league aren't giving it a shot. I don't know. That's the way I think about it. No, I just want to touch base on uh, AT8 Hockey. Uh, go give them a follow on Instagram. Go check them out. They got a great uh, product line coming out here in June that they're going to be uh, sending out some stuff to use. Great guy, good group, or, uh, good group of stuff they have to go. They have gloves, sticks, uh, shirts, hats. Go give them a follow on Instagram at AT8Hockey and uh, let them know we sent you. But uh, before your next sponsor, Mike, I just want to give a shout-out to uh, John Schiavo and Huntsville Havoc. They made it to the finals. Fuck nice. yeah, congrats, Johnny, man. Well-deserved. And to touch on John uh, Shiavu, he's also partnered up with Kelly and Goodwood Hockey. And if you guys want to give a look to GoodwoodHockey.com, that'd be absolutely phenomenal. Because the sick part about with Kelly, um, each season, Goodwood Hockey like specific design that benefits a certain charity. And from the past podcast, we've been telling you uh, this season they are actually their charity is. So every time you purchase a shirt that is Live Love Hockey, which is a woman tee or even a girl's t-shirt. Um, a portion of that profit goes to a charity for clean water globally. So again, if go to Goodwood Hockey. If you want to learn more about them, they have a bunch of stuff about their fundraising partnerships. They have a section for John Chiavu to keep up with him and also his success. So again, go to GoodwoodHockey.com. Um, and then as well, I mean, give them some love. So thank you guys again for listening to Dusty. And stay tuned. Stay dusty. And, and we have uh, Friday – Friday, we have a uh, former NHL player and LA Kings announcer now, Daryl Evans. So uh, tune in for that, guys. It has to be a phenomenal uh, podcast. So, again, thank you again. Stay dusty and see you soon. Never you give guys. up. Later, boys.